You know, the CEO of Gab talks about uh, creating a parallel society. My wife has talked about creating a parallel society. And it seems like a daunting thing, and yet it's happening. It's happening in Idaho. There is a hospital that started up that's going to be all about medical freedom. But it, it seems so daunting, and yet it's already begun. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Simple statements, and yet sometimes it comes so easily off the tongue, it's hard to just think of the deep meaning of it. In pre-existence, the God who's always existed and always will exist knew that I'm going to need some people well, God doesn't need anybody. I am going to put some people in a time and a place for them to serve to prove my glory, to serve me, and to serve their creation of the kingdom. And that's the portion of time we're living in now. That's a that's a crazy thought. Julie, who does social media for us and much more, uh, just posted something on Facebook, and it is um, the person you the person you're looking at now. Christ thought so much of, he was he decided to die for him. I mean, this is a rough paraphrase. It was much more poetic what she posted, but it was a note, she said, note to self. This is the time. This is, this is where God decided we'll live. And what you're doing now is what you're going to do unless you change it. And we're trained to think of certain people in certain ways. And as we enter into this discussion of this parallel society, I invite us to step back and think about some things in ways that we've been, not necessarily programmed, but it it just has come out that we are taught to think certain ways of certain people. And as you, as you observe the happenings over the past two years, as the great reset began in March of 2021, it becomes very, very clear why we need a parallel society. Okay, the public health authorities are either deeply, deeply misled, and there's a lot of good people in public health, and they're deeply misled, they're scared for their jobs, they're victims of bubble think, they're victims of a bureaucracy that will end your career if you step outside of the Faucian guidelines, no matter how ridiculous or how they change every hour on the hour. So that puts a lot of pressure on a lot of people to keep their heads down, and people are very able to convince themselves of nonsense. If it means staying alive, people are able to convince themselves that someone who kidnapped them is their friend, the Stockholm syndrome. That is where someone's been taken physically captive and comes to identify with their captor as their friend, as their, as their savior, as their helper. And suddenly they're on the side of the kidnappers. And this, this came from a case where there's a guy went into a bank and shot people and took hostages. And within a couple of days, the hostages were on his side. Stockholm syndrome. People are capable of convincing themselves that a guy who came into a bank to rob it, killed a guard, has pointed a gun at your head, is actually very much your friend. Part of it's a survival instinct. Part of it's, well, if I, if I just convince myself this guy cares about me, and then, then I'm going to have less, less mental trauma. Oh, he's not going to shoot me. He told me about his kids. I told him about mine. I'm fine. He's not going to shoot me. He might shoot someone else, but not me. 
people are able to do this. Teaching. There's a whole number of teachers, and I know them. And they'll look me in the eye and say, dude, I am two years from retirement. I've got to get out. I'm doing what I can. I'm thinking in particular of a couple of teachers I know. That they, look, I know that they are refusing to teach the nonsense. I know that they're refusing to teach critical race theory. I know they're finding little ways to undermine the system. I know that. And the next generation of teachers aren't going to do that. Because the system is entirely corrupt. These are some of the reasons that we need a parallel society. Right? And this is just two of the reasons. And there's vastly more. But we are called as Christians to be in the world, but not of the world. To not be drawn into the empty lies and the, the, the deceitful promises of the world, but instead to take captive our thoughts and take them captive and replace them with the words of God. And I'm paraphrasing wildly here, but this is some of the things that we're called to do. Incidentally, this is another one of those instances where this just came off the top of my head. I just walked into the studio and said, I want to do this because of discussion of parallel societies, because the CEO of Gab was on uh, Tim Pool's podcast. When I sat down to, to create this, something came to me. It's how we're trained to think of certain people in certain ways. When the Beatles first came out, we were to teach it. They were to be the mop tops. This was Brian Epstein's design prior to Brian Epstein, who got in and managed the band and, and helped pay, pay their way, frankly, for the first couple of years. And he fell in love. He was a gay guy. He fell in love with John Lennon. And Brian Epstein loved the Beatles, did so much for them. And Lennon was really cruel to Brian Epstein, called him a, a gay Jew. Uh, there's another slur. There's a recording of him singing about Brian Epstein, the gay Jew blank. It's a, it's, it's a slur for gay people that Lennon sang. And I believe Epstein was there. But we were taught to think of them as the mop tops. One of the things that Epstein did is he came along and he cleaned up the Beatles. And guys, we can't have the leather jackets. You can't have the slick back hair. You can't be a Tommy boy. We need to remake this. You need to wear these, these suits. And Lennon hated them. They were monkey suits. And Brian Epstein said, hey, if you want me to pay, uh, pay your way and to help you get these records produced and you know, get you out and get you famous, you're going to do what I say on this front. And John said, as long as you never involve yourself in the music. And the, the, the day Epstein tried to involve himself in the music, uh, J- Lennon just about beat Epstein up. See, we were trained to think of them as the peace-loving mop tops. And yet, if you listen to the Beatles, and I do this under fair use, attention, Apple lawyers, uh, not Apple computers, but um, Apple music. I do this under fair use, editorial use of the music. If you listen to the song, Getting Better, John and Paul wrote uh, as an ode to a guy who had to replace Ringo Starr as a drummer because Ringo was really sick. This guy, hey, congratulations, you're touring with the Beatles. Incidentally, you won't be able to hear yourself play. And they would ask him after the shows, hey, how'd it go? And he said, oh, it's getting better. It's getting better all the time. So they wrote this about, you know, in, in ode to him. But listen to this portion of the song, which is clearly John Lennon's. It's not Paul McCartney's. You can tell by the style of the song, typical Lennon McCartney creation where one part, one guy wrote one part of the song, another guy wrote another, and they came together in the middle. Listen to this. I'm 
and kept her from the things that she loved. Man, I was mean, but I'm changing my scene. Maybe it's a one-off with John Lennon. It's not a one-off. We were trained to think of Lennon as the peace-loving Beatle hippie. John Lennon was not a peace-loving Beatle hippie, and that's what we were trained to think of him as. And by the way, I still to this day love John Lennon's music, even if I don't love him as a person, even if I've learned better. This is an even more vital example of how programming and training and media create such powerful beliefs about people, and we need to crush those beliefs and regard them as deceptions of the world as we get ready to talk about creating a parallel society with the help of the Beatles. Again, Apple Music, I present this as fair use, editorial judgment, discussion of John Lennon as a person. This is a song that can go right through your ears if you don't listen closely. It's from the greatest Beatles album in history, Rubber Soul. I'd rather see you dead little girl than see you with another man. Somehow, hey, good job, guys. You somehow made the lyrics unhearable when they're encoded in, in Reese. That's smart. Hey, that's that's digital rights management that works. Good job. I'd rather see you dead little girl than to see you with another man. You better hide your head in the sand, little girl, catch you with another man. That's the end, little girl. I don't think he necessarily means I'm just breaking up with you. See, we were trained to think of John as the hippie, the, the peace-loving beetle, and, and Paul as the polite beetle. And, and Paul actually is a polite dude. Lennon, on the other hand, left his first wife at a train station. He was running away with Yoko Ono and Cynthia Lennon. His first wife was actually physically running to catch the train to try to catch John Lennon as her husband was on this train headed to India with Yoko Ono. And Lennon didn't even try to help her. He was that cold. And, and he'd said, it's best anyway I'm with, hey, hey, Sin, it's best anyway I'm with Yoko now. Woo, but we were trained to think of him that way. So powerful is media in imagery. That's how we were trained to think of him. What has been revealed over the past two years since they pressed go on the Great Reset is that there is a level of cruelty and anger and hatred that has embodied part of what's been taken over by the party. Remember that the party is pharma, media, tech, academia, and the deep state. And into that, I got to find some way to include, you know, big world finance because they're definitely part of the party. Those entities are the same actors on different stages. You have the COVID stage, you have the gender jacking stage, you have the critical race theory, sex ed stage. All of the stages have in common more power for them. Your freedom is the problem. All of them are deeply revolutionary. I mean, clearly the hoax response to a real illness, COVID, is deeply revolutionary because they've achieved a status where you need the permission of the CEO of Pfizer to enter a building or to go to a show. In Austria, in Austria, you need their permission to leave your house in Austria. Yeah, we don't, we're not supposed to talk about that, but that's true. Um, the gender jacking, same thing, except it has the added bonus of separating parents from kids. Same thing with the critical race theory and sex ed. But the graduates of the party's academia show a re- just remarkable level of cruelty. 
If you're a teacher and you are probably 40 years and up, this has to sound utterly foreign to you. But then again, John was the peaceful beetle. All we are saying is just beat your wife once. So a school has apologized after a video surfaced or an Instagram post surfaced. And this isn't a one-off of a teacher taping a mask to a student's face. North Penn District in Pennsylvania apologized after a photo emerged of a teacher in a Penfield Middle School taping a mask to a child's face. This link in particular comes from great people at uh, Legal Insurrection. And yep, that's right there. She's There she is with her stupid, useless, is that a, a jewel-encrusted? I think it is. A jewel-encrusted face mask. Oh, no, it's a it's a loose-fitting cloth face mask with a with a leopard print on it. She's taping a mask to a child. Now, in terms of level of cruelty, it's not beating a kid. It's my mom went to Catholic high school and they smacked her hand with rulers. But in another way, it's more cruel. It's that you are so poisonous and so ugly and so dangerous and so filthy and so dirty that the very face of God because we are made in the image of the Almighty. The very face of God cannot be seen in this classroom. He's not the very face of God. I shouldn't say that. A broken, mirrored version of the face of God. That's a better way to say it. I apologize. We're broken, mirrored versions of God, right? Because we're not good image bearers because of our sin problem. And this little guy gets his face taped, and this isn't the first time. There's countless episodes like this, but the level of cruelty in this is only made smaller by the level of insanity. Prior to this event, there were more teachers killed because they caught the they, they caught influenza than the COVID. So removed are these teachers from the ability to think in critical senses in any way that they're willing to engage in this theater. We have been programmed. It's axiomatic. When you make a statement about teachers, you have to say, by the way, most teachers are really good people. I just did it. I just talked about my friends who are teachers. I just talked about teachers. 40 years and up, this is going to sound completely foreign to you. And look, I face some cruel teachers. There's no doubt. But this is not a one-off. This is systematic. And it doesn't just end there. You have these students who have been, who have been, um, they've been, they've, they've been exiled. Well, here I am, the Emerald City exile, but they've been exiled in sight of their classmates. You're going to wear the woke mask. And they were, they put them, they literally put them up against a wall. You the un you the unwashed, the filthy, dirty mud people up against the wall. It's like it's like Pink Floyd the wall. Up against the wall. They're up against the wall. They have to see the other kids free. They are pointed out. They are doxxed for abuse from the other kids. That level of cruelty is unheard of. In a school that two years ago, what was the issue? Stop bullying. That was the issue. What's the issue now? Hey, how can we bully more kids? We have to have a parallel society. We cannot be part of this. Morally, we cannot be part of this. Spiritually, we cannot be part of this. 
This abuse structure, this teaching to hate one's neighbor is a direct violation of the Ten Commandments. That's what CRT is. That's what the forced masking is. That's what the forced segregation is. It is hate thy neighbor. Be be divided from them. The fact is, the exodus from Babylon is happening. That's the good news to all of this. And it's not just the call. And we'll get to it's happening. It's not just the grade schools. This kid was 13. And it's not just in single schools. It's across academia. Now, that boy was having a mass tape to his face. This is the case of a, of a professor. And again, this is from the great people at LegalInsurrection.com. And that's good friends of, of always been good friends of mine, actually. Professor Gregory Manco is suing St. Joseph University. He's suing administrators. He's suing former students after this online attack has got him in a lesser job position. So he was one of these guys who probably because he's conservative was not going to get tenure. And tenure in academia, that's the keys to the kingdom. You can never be fired. You get sweet benefits, job for life. There, I guess you can technically be fired, but it's very, very difficult to do that because you have tenure. You get to publish and sit back and have your students do all the work and, and write everything you publish. And if you're in the so if you're in the sciences, you have your students do the work and then you patent it and make all the money and ask people at Stanford about that sweet, sweet scam. What happened was people found out that he had a Twitter account. He didn't go out and try to promote it and he wasn't particularly hiding it. He just wasn't promoting it. And when they decided to take him out, not because he did anything wrong, not because there were any specific complaints against him at the school. There weren't. He'd been there for 15 years. He was a visiting professor for 15 years. Every year they renewed his contract. He was a volunteer baseball coach and was really, really lauded. Lots of great comments about his baseball coaching. 15 years. Every year they renewed his contract. Someone figured out he was conservative. Then they found his Twitter account. Then they decided for fun. We should run this guy out of here. They took a man's career. The school did not renew his contract as a visiting professor. He became an adjunct professor, which is a lesser position, which comes with lesser benefits. It's a demotion. He has decided to sue not just the school. He has decided to sue students and administrators which is exactly right because this was personal. It's very evident that they knew what they were doing was false. In fact, the school participated in trying to find incidents in the classroom and they failed. The school announced, well, we haven't found anything uh, that's worthy of firing in the classroom, so we can't fire him. Ah, but we can demote him because of the Twitter account. A 13-year-old is told, you are so filthy and so dirty and so disgusting, I'm going to tape a bacteria-ridden, harmful face mask to you, face diaper to your face. A professor is told, you are so filthy, so disgusting, so dangerous because you speak of free markets. That's his brand of conservatism. He's a classical liberal. That's so filthy and so dirty that we're going to shut your mouth for you. That's what he's being told. 
We cannot be part of this. We must have a parallel society. We must be in the world, but not of the world. We cannot allow our thoughts to be taken captive by the empty promises, deceitful ideas within this world. We do our best here um, at the show, myself, Dave, Julie, the extended team, um, to every day try to produce something that is worthy of review by you, worthy of sharing. Our email system is back. And man, this was a struggle. And I'm thankful for the struggle because it reminds me, it reminds me anytime I'm going to think about what's, and I actually said, I remember I was telling you, well, sign up for our email. Then we can always get in touch with you. No, not when, not when MailChimp will cancel you and campaign manager will cancel you because they don't like your views, just like they did to this professor. Right. And I believe God said, Todd, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not the key. The key is that you need to be face to face. The, the, the body of Christ, that's a church. Todd, don't treat the email thing like a church. That's said, and that's true. I will not ever make that mistake again. The email service is back. You can go to the Todd Herman Show, sign up. That way you'll be alerted to specials that we have coming up. You'll be alerted to episodes you may have missed because we're finding out that not everybody has time to download all the shows. I wish you would because that would really help. But if you don't have time to download all the shows, you can look at it like, oh man, I got to hear that one. So just go to the ToddHermanShow.com and sign up for that. The reason that we need a parallel society, if it's not already clear, is because the corruption is everywhere. And one last example, the Supreme Court is finally going to hear the college admission scandals. This drove me so nuts because back when the cheating thing happened in Hollywood and this see right here, this is so this is so instructional. Back when I was doing the uh, the, the ridiculously bad partner show, and I'm not blaming the partners. I'm not, I was part of that. I'm not, this isn't about throwing, anyway, it was just, it was a, it was a bad idea. Not, and I don't want to get off. I should have mentioned it. Now, now I want to talk about it. I should do a show inside the Candy Mike and Todd show. And that's when Herman decided, oh, you guys, the stories I could tell. I wonder if Mike, no, 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 no one cares. No one cares. It was a radio show for a year while I was doing that. Um, the college admission scandal that they wanted to talk about was Aunt Becky from the one show with the one guy who married a beach boy and was good looking. What's his name? John Stamos. Uh, <laughs> the show, one show with the one guy was good looking. He actually put out a song once. Sorry, I'm getting off track. Um, so, so, so that was the, the scandal they wanted to talk about. And I was so excited because I saw the little sheet that the producer put together, the little producer and, and uh, oh, college admission scandal, finally. Because I always had to go in and fight to talk about real news and go in and say, no, guys, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I, okay, I could get off on a tangent. I'm going to just focus down. Lord, help me. Lord, please redirect my thinking. Away from Candy Mike and Todd to the topic at hand. So I saw college admission scandal. I'm coming. Oh, finally. And we're sitting down in the editorial meeting and, and the producer says, so Aunt Becky's in trouble. I'm like, Who's Aunt Becky? Who's, wait, your aunt's in trouble? No, no, from Full House. What's is that a band? And they hated this. Like, Todd, it's Full House. What? No, what's Full House? I don't know. Is it a band? It's a TV show. It's wait, I don't wait, that old TV show? Like where they all live together in a suspiciously expensive hat um, house in the uh, in the upper sunset district of the hate? Yeah, hate Ashbury up above. That's that's called the sunset. That's like that's like a seven million dollar home. No, 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 that's not the point. Aunt Becky from that show lied to get her kid into school. She, she paid bribes. They're like, oh, 
Oh, that sucks. That's mean. We're going to talk about this? Yes, this is huge. It's Aunt Becky. Oh, hey, I got an... And then I thought, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to hold it back. I'm going to hold it back. So we're doing the show. And we had the news lady, Heather, come in. She was really into this topic because she had trouble getting kids into school or something, but it, I don't remember. She was really into the story. So she kind of teased it up and they're paying these bribes and, and they use this fixer and, and, and they use fake pictures of their kids in sports. Look, it's ridiculously bad and they should have been punished and that's fine because they're actually stealing and thou shalt not. They're actually stealing, you know, college admissions from people who deserve it. I get it. I'm, I'm glad that they paid their, 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 their dues or their paid their debt. And then I said to them, I said, you know, what's interesting is this gets so much attention and yet Harvard making it nearly impossible for Asians to get into school. That that's, you know, how is that not more interesting or how's that not a bigger story? Heather, what do you think about that? How come that's not a bigger story? Harvard making it nearly impossible for Asians to get into Harvard University. And the look on her face was like, uh, well, Back to Aunt Becky and the, the looks around the studio are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, no, no. I just wanted to know because here's this case like with Harvard and all of a sudden the traffic music starting up and, oh, we're going to go to traffic. Oh, okay. Let's, let's not. Afterwards, people came to me and said, um, hey, you got to be really careful about your sources when you're talking about something like that, like we're a news station, you have to be careful. I said, my source is Harvard University. My source is their defense of their actions. My source is the lawsuit against them. My source is from harvard.edu where they're defending their decision to make it impossible for Asians to get in. By cheating, they created a system where they, they created a, a, a likability test. And here's the funny thing. Asians apparently weren't very likable. See, what they did is Asian people value education. Maybe sometimes some Asian parents will say too much. And the kids have to go through all this, you know, the, 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 the tiger mom thing. You're going to take panel lessons when you're three. I don't care if I have to tape your fingers to the keys and tape the mask to your face. I get the, I get the, uh, the alignment. And, and so they value this education. So these kids come out and they're perfect test takers, et cetera. And they do very, very well on tests, et cetera. I don't know how well on life, not my bag, not my pony. And so they get into school. So what does Harvard do? Well, we got to figure out a way that's not race-based. So they created a likability analysis. So they would get these applications and funny thing, Asians just aren't very likable. And they never met them. They read the resumes and go, wow, this isn't a very likable dude reading this resume here. You don't know. And I said this to them. That's what this is based upon. Well, that's never been in the New York Times or I've never heard of that. We've got to have a parallel society. We are in the world and we're not of it. I'm not saying this about this program. But sources of information that will talk openly about aspects of society like that 
are the sources of information to which I'm most drawn. I'll say again why Joe Rogan, I think, is so successful. Number one, he's very funny. Number two, he's very successful. Number three, he's got a big deal with Spotify. There's a lot of reasons. He's very talented. He's very hardworking. He's very dedicated. He's all these things. And I don't know that the psychotropic mushrooms help, but maybe they don't hurt him. They might hurt you. The real reason he's successful is he hears both sides. He has three-hour conversations about topics that the mockingbirds do their best to not even cover in 90 seconds. I think that's why. We've got to have a parallel society, and the fact is it's already happening all around us. It's starting where we started the program, and that's the best of news. It's starting in the arena in which we started the program. And that's probably the best news. If you have an opportunity to make your business better, do you want to do that? Would you like to be able to get better treatment from Google? Is Google not giving you the respect that your business deserves? For instance, just go search the name of your business. Is it appearing in the way that you would want it? Let's go, go, go to Google. Just search your business name. Let me say it this way. Are you in the top three, maybe four returns? Try it on your mobile phone. If you search the name of your business, are you in the top three returns? Do you see the name of your business immediately? Try it this way. Go search your category and see if you are in the top three returns for your category. Yeah, and you include in that the paid ads because people click on those. Most people don't know those are ads. Scroll down until you find your business. If you want to be in the top, and here's the thing, most people don't scroll. Look at the screen, maybe maybe scroll down to like three headings. On a, on a PC, people don't go to the second page. They go to what's at the top because they consider that to be the best return. If you're not where you need to be, my friend Dave the Digital at Greenhaven Interactive can help fix that with search engine optimization. In that case, you're paying Dave the Digital, a Christian conservative tech expert for decades, and his team, You're paying them to correct that situation. You're not paying Google. You're not giving money to Google. You're giving money to Dave the Digital at Greenhaven Interactive. You can get this started. Just call. He'll talk you through the situation, give you an analysis of what it's going to take and probably what that's going to cost. Just go to greenhaveninteractive.com. I'm going to turn you on to an email I've got that I just love. Hi, Todd. We at Hope of uh, we at Heart of Hope Health wanted to reach out to you and let you know we will be hosting an open house January 27, 28, and 31st. We'll start seeing patients on February 1st. I've attached the first news exclusive with Katie Van Rye of the True North Report. I'll be having these people on. They've created a hospital. They don't get to call it a hospital because the party. So they get to call it a treatment center. I talked to the doctor who is leading this effort and he was called to lead it. He didn't choose to lead it. This was God coming to him and saying, yeah, there's other plans. I'm going to need to put you on hold and invite you to do this. And the doctor said, here I am. Here I am, Lord. This is based upon medical freedom. It's based upon no forced injections. It's happening. For us, we must look around society. God is calling his people as a reminder in the world, not of the world. I had lunch with a very godly young man. 
who is an EMT. Talented, smart, lovely young man. He, like many other paramedics and EMTs, have been dislocated, fired, or quit because they would not take the injections. As this young man said, I'm not taking your injections. I quit. Good luck. Very talented EMT. Hundreds of firefighters and EMTs are in this position. God has set them aside. We're already set aside. We're already the exiled elect. We've already been set aside. It is our job to help gather these people into enterprises like this. God is working around us. Many of the people who've quit are Christian. The young man I was just describing is very much a man of faith, a Christ needer. Many of the people at this medical facility, Heart of, uh, Heart of Hope Health, many of them are Christian people being called now to be in the world, but not of it, meaning they're not going to be able to take Medicare and Medicaid, meaning they're not going to be at the service of the party. Meaning that as I understand their approach, and I'll go verify this, and from my discussions with some of the members of the senior team, they're looking at non-pharmaceutical interventions. They're looking at things that, that, that first look at ways to treat people without pharma. It's happening. In the government schools in two states, this is from some unbelievably great people at Washington State. If you don't have a chapter of informed parents of informed parents in your state, this is informed parents of Washington. On Facebook, just search informed parents of Washington. There's so many chapters all around the country. If you don't have one yet, get one. They inform parents of what's going on in the schools. This is a note from them. Washington State has lost 55,000 students in the past two years. So you know what the you know what the dictator of Washington State's doing? Because you know that when you lose students, districts lose money. You know what they're doing? They want to change the funding. They want to have more money per pupil. Even as kids are taken out of the school by their parents, they want to have more money per student. It's never been since the unions took charge. It's never been about education. It's been about the swindle and the grift. And now what do we have? We have a world full of students awaiting the arrival of in the world, not of the world, educational opportunities, in-person opportunities, not this virtual garbage. It is our task, yours as a teacher. When I describe 55,000 students who may well enter the doors of a school or a homeschool co-op that is Christ-centered, number one, number two, provides excellent in-person education and refuses to bow to the dictator. Maybe they located on an Indian reservation. Maybe they're purely religious. Maybe they fight to allow themselves to continue to meet in person. Does your heart beat fast with an opportunity to interact with 55,000 or 20% of them? 12,000, 11,500 kids. It is our task to look about us and say, what is the Lord doing? What is the work he's doing? 
The Lord has revealed the massive corruption. The Lord has now set free, and they're, they're, some of them are frightened. What am I going to do for a living? There's teachers who've quit. If you're an organizer of things, if you're a CEO, if you're a starter of things, if you're a funder of things, if you're a venture capitalist, this isn't just a moral opportunity. It's a business opportunity, and it's sitting here in front of you. And in my judgment, it's a godly opportunity. The Lord is setting his people aside, reminding us, guys, it's Babylon. You can't fund Babylon. You've got to step to the side. Denver. Denver government schools is preparing to close a number of schools. Why? Because the same issues. Enrollment is nosediving. Folks, when God goes to work around us, he's inviting you. He's inviting me. Let me ask you a question. In your workplace, when you've had to struggle through a project with someone or a team, let's say that you're in the tech business and you've had to struggle to ship a product together, maybe multiple times. How close does that make you? How well do you get to know people in those circumstances? I just heard from a guy who was twice my chief technical officer. Such a, such a brilliant mind. I wish I could bring him to the Lord. Such a brilliant mind. So successful. I struggled with him. <laughs> I can think of times that Chris pulled my bacon out of the fire a billion times. Beautiful technical mind. I was so, so blessed to hear from him. The Lord is saying, come and work with me. This is the work I'm doing. I've set aside these people. Will you come? Will you be part of the response? They have stood up and said no to the party. Will you now stand with them? Such a privilege. Working with God on a project that's underway is an opportunity to know him as father, not as supervisor, because I think that just diminishes God. But as boss and as king, King Jesus, the exodus is happening. Even if you're part of the exodus, can you be part of the gathering of people who the Lord has set aside now physically set aside. This is the greatest possible time to be a Christ needer and a disciple maker. Thank you, God, for putting us into this position. And we sure appreciate you sharing the shows, even brief episodes like this, just brief and to the point. Thank you for that. This is the Todd Herman Show at thetodhermanshow.com. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and as always, be right with God.